six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by TrapSense95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yes! Trap Chat Alley is back. I am Mikey Charlie, and today I am doing a solo episode of Trap Chat Alley as my man Illicit is still on vacay. We got a lot to review. We missed last week. I'm, I apologize. My apologies. I was on vacation in beautiful Jamaica, Negril to be exact. The Wi-Fi wasn't exactly the best Wi-Fi, so we weren't able to put out an episode last week, but it's okay. I'm going to hold it down. We're going to review the last two weeks worth of Raptors games, and we're going to queue up the next week. You know what? Let's just get into this. We're going to make this a quick chat chat. We have a game tonight. We played a game last night. Let's get into this. Trap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh run, that run that back. Run that back. You got to run that back. Run it back. All right, run it back. All right, let's start with what ended up to be the anti-climatic battle between the Toronto Raptors and the San Antonio Spurs. This was supposed to be a marquee matchup due to the fact of the blockbuster trade that happened in the offseason, which saw franchise cornerstone from the Raptors, DeMar DeRozan, traded to the San Antonio Spurs for superstar champion, defensive player of the year, finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. And of course, also in that trade, Jakob Pertl went to San Antonio and Danny Green came also to the Raptors. So this was a big deal because obviously DeRozan did not want to leave Toronto. Kawhi basically bought his way out of San Antonio by pretty much demanding a trade. Seeing as this game was played in San Antonio, the fans were ready to welcome back Kawhi, but not in a necessarily positive way. As in their mind, they see him as a guy who orchestrated his way out of a storied franchise. So there's some bad blood between the, the, the fans and him, although I don't think he has any malice towards his fan base or even the franchise in general. As a matter of fact, contrary to what the media has been publishing, Kawhi and Coach Popovich actually have a pretty good relationship still. They still talk to each other back and forth. Anyways, let's look at the game. The Raptors got blazed from the start of this game. San Antonio came out on fire could see they were energized and juiced up ready to go the fan base also had that energy and it definitely transferred onto the court they booed Kawhi every time he touched the ball Kawhi himself had a pretty decent game but the rest of his team they didn't really bring it they pretty much let him down this game was over from the first quarter after the first quarter the San Antonio Spurs were up 38 to 19 which is double the score and from there it didn't really get much better 
I mean, the Raptors had a little bit of a better second quarter. The game is over by halftime, really, and San Antonio just kept it steady for the rest of the game. Uh, going back to Kawhi, he ended up with 21 points, 5 assists, and 1 rebound, and 2 steals. Shooting 8 of 13 from the field, that's what you've come to expect as like a baseline for Kawhi Leonard these days with the Raptors. As for the rest of the team, uh, Ibaka ended up with 14 points, 1 assist, and 6 boards. Powell actually had a good game too. He ended up with 14 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 block, and 2 steals. Greg Monroe came through with 12 points and 6 boards in 17 minutes. Van Vliet had 12 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Siakam had 10 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. And I think it should be noted that Kyle Lowry was not available for this game, although he was warming up before the game. And we probably could have used him. Uh, as for DeMar DeRozan, the man who was the face of the Raptors franchise, he had a game. He had his first career triple-double, of course, against the Raptors, scoring 21 points alongside 14 rebounds and 11 assists and two steals on top of that. And of course, he was playing against me in my fantasy league and he cost me that triple-double category. But you know what? Kudos to him, shout out. I, I still love him, man. He's still my dude, so shout out to him for that. Congratulations for the victory, although it hurts because, you know, from the Raptors side. But hey, he did his thing. Looking at the overall stats for the Raptors, man, sad. From the field, they were 45% rebounds. They had a 30 of a possible 38 defensive rebounds, which is just over 75%. Not bad. Uh, and they only had 10 turnovers. The problem was <laughs> the three-point percentage, 20%, six for 30 from three. That is not going to cut it. That does not fly. The Raptors need to really figure out their three-point shot selection because it's costing them games now. And we're going to talk about yesterday's game a little bit later, but they need to figure that out. Overall, it was a very disappointing game. Uh, I feel the Raptors did not step up the way they needed to step up in a challenge such as this. This game was very much a playoff type atmosphere, a playoff type scenario, and I'm frankly disappointed with what the Raptors put out and they're showing in this game. Moving on to the next game, two days later, which in Milwaukee against the Bucks, who were at the time the best team in the NBA by percentage points. The Raptors came to play in this one. See, this game was a good game. Raptors end up winning it, 123-116. Uh, for the Raptors, the high scorers were Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam. Siakam, another career high in that one. They both had 30 points. Kawhi Leonard added six assists and six rebounds, along with five steals. That's an amazing line. Siakam added three assists and four rebounds and two blocks. Also to note, uh, Ibaka had 25 points, nine rebounds, five assists. Van Vliet had 21 points, eight assists and five rebounds. And Danny Green came through with 12 points and nine rebounds, one block and one steal. So they had a really good showing in this one. Uh, they played strong. The first quarter, Milwaukee had the upper hand. Pretty much for the first half, Milwaukee had the upper hand. But then in the second half, the Raptors flipped that the rest of the way to the win. Shot 51% the Raptors did on the night. And only 11 turnovers, which is also good. 45% from three. That's a beautiful number. Numbers like that are exactly what they need to win these games. Let's move on to the very next day, the back-to-back -back set. Raptors flew back home to take on the Indiana Pacers. This was another masterful victory. They pulled this one out 121 to 105. Looking at the stats, as is customary, Kawhi Leonard did not play on this back-to-back, -back, but nevertheless, the Raptors still had enough firepower to pull it out. They had a nice balanced scoring 
Lauren Powell led the way in points with 23, and he had one, one assist and two rebounds and a, and a steal as well. Ibaka had 18 points, six rebounds. Danny Green had 15 points, one assist. Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Vliet all pitched in 12 points. Lowry also had eight assists, three rebounds. Siakam had 10 rebounds for a double-double, along with four assists. And Van Vliet had eight assists and two rebounds. Overall, this was another nice showing by the Raptors, although the three-point percentage was low, 24%. Again, that needs to be addressed. But overall, they are 46% from the field, which is decent. And the rebounding was, was nice as well. They had 44 rebounds, 12 of them offensive. And just an overall nice game for the Raptors in order to keep them afloat at the top of the league at this point. From there, on Tuesday, they took on the Atlanta Hawks. It was a 104-101 win. Raptors escaped in this one. This game was much closer than it needed to be. The Raptors kind of lagged in this one, but they managed to get it done when they needed to. They shot 46% from the field, 37% from three. Looking at some of the individual stats, Kawhi Leonard led the way with 31 points, six assists, and four rebounds, six steals. His defensive game is really elevating right now. Kyle Lowry had a nice game in this one, 16 points, 6 assists, and 4 steals. Siakam pitched in 13 points, 10 rebounds for another double-double. Ibaka, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 2 steals. Ananobi had a good game in this one, 14 points, and 2 steals. And the Raptors took care of business in that one. Which brings us to the next game against Brooklyn, who had beat us in their previous matchup. But this matchup was a different outcome, a better outcome for the Raptors. They took this one 122-105 on the power of Kawhi Leonard, who dropped 20 points and 11 rebounds for a double-double, alongside four assists as well. Also adding to the nice stats, Pascal Siakam had 16 points, 6 rebounds. Ibaka had 14 points, 9 rebounds. Powell, who's been playing well off the bench, he's probably the brightest spot on the bench as of late, like 2019 to be specific. 13 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. Ananobi also had 13 points in this one, along with 3 rebounds. And Greg Monroe, in 14 minutes, had 10 points, 8 rebounds, a block, and 2 assists. So, this was a nice win for the Raptors. Moving on to this past Sunday's game against the Washington Wizards in Washington. This one, <laughs> this one was a weird one. The Raptors did not concede the lead until the second overtime. So, this kind of shows you how this game was. At one point, the Raptors had a 23-point lead. And they led for most of the way up until the fourth quarter where Washington staged a frenetic comeback ended up tying the game as you know obviously went to overtime went to double overtime before the Raptors finally pulled it out 140 to 138 now in this game Kawhi Leonard got another double double filled the stat line 41 points 11 rebounds five assists three steals and two blocks this guy is definitely in the MVP race this guy carries the team night after night on the nights that he's playing. Shout out to him. Pascal Siakam, another double-double, a huge double-double here. 24 points, 19 rebounds, which is a career high for him, as well as three steals and two blocks. Other than that, I mean, Danny Green had 16 points, eight rebounds, two blocks and two steals. Ibaka, 10 points, four rebounds. Kyle Lowry, 12 points, 11 assists for the double-double and five rebounds, two steals as well. Other than that, I mean, hey, Again, Kawhi carried this team in, in this game. Overall, the Raptors shot 47% from the field, 36% from three. Those numbers are great. 80% from the free throw line, which is pretty much their average lately. 21 turnovers though, that's way high. 
yes, it's a double overtime game, but regardless, that's still a high number. They need to cut that down. The rebounds, they're going to have to work on this 39 of a possible 57 defensive rebounds. That's not a good percent. That's like a 60%, 65%, something like that. That is not going to fly. The Raptors need to, again, the Bermuda Triangle stats, they need to clean that up in order to give themselves a better chance to win these games. Although they pulled this one out, but they just need to do better. Moving on to last night's game against the Boston Celtics, another marquee matchup on national TV in the States. But the Raptors could not show up in the end. They could not pull it out. They fell 117 to 108 to the Celtics. They had a great start, the Raptors, in the first quarter. Second quarter, the bench lineup came in and they dropped the ball completely. And from there in, it was a battle. Boston got their legs, their fans were in it, pushed them on. They dominated the rest of the second quarter into the third quarter. Raptors made a comeback in the fourth quarter and it was back and forth for a bit, but down the stretch, Raptors could not get anything going beyond Kawhi Leonard. The rest of the team just kind of faded away. Looking at the box score, once again, Leonard carrying the team with 33 points, four rebounds and four steals, 10 of 19 field goal shooting. This guy needs help, he needs help. The rest of the team needs to step up and give him support. Kyle Adderick said as much in the post-game interview. Ibaka had 22 points and 10 rebounds, good for a double-double. Danny Green, 15 points, 6 rebounds. Monroe and Powell both had uh, 11 points. Monroe also had 9 rebounds in 15 minutes. And Kyle Lowry had 10 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. Long story short, it was another disappointing game in the same vibe as the San Antonio game, but Kawhi needs help. The Raptors, the other players need to step up, need to take smarter shots, need to lock in and focus, and they need to have that killer instinct. They need to be able to perform in games like these. These are the playoff type games that they'll be seeing come April and May, hopefully. Looking at the overall stats, the Raptors shot 45% from the field, 24% from the three. Those are not good numbers. They grabbed 28 of a possible 42 defensive rebounds. That is not a good number either. Bermuda Triangle stats were not good and the Raptors ended up losing. Although 10 turnovers is not a bad number. Overall, just not gonna cut it. The Raptors need to improve that efficiency. Let's get into the jump. This is Trap Chat Alley. Presented by Trapped Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trappedsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Alright, so the Raptors take on the Phoenix Suns tonight at 7.30 at home, second half of a back-to-back. Phoenix is one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the league, although they've been playing better lately. So the Raptors shouldn't take this game too lightly. They need to get the job done. They need to take care of business. Note that both Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry will be out due to load management. Kawhi Leonard, as we know, has been resting on one end of back-to-backs for the whole season thus far. It was expected that he may play both ends of this back-to-back, but given the load that he carried last night, I'm not surprised he's sitting out this one. 
as well. And Inobi is still out. He was out last night uh, taking care of some personal issue. Hopefully all is good with him. We wish him well. As well, CJ Miles is questionable. JV is still out. Long story short though, the Raptors need to take care of business. They need a win. No excuses. Saturday. Raptors host Memphis. Memphis has been in a terrible funk as of late, so this is another must-win game for the Raptors. No ifs, ands, buts, or maybes. They gotta beat these guys while they're down. They need that killer instinct. No mercy. It's a, it's a league of no mercy, so the Raptors have to play like that. They have to show and establish their dominance, and they gotta get it done. On Tuesday, the Raptors take on the Sacramento Kings at home. This is the first half of another back-to-back. Kings are sitting just outside of the playoffs in the West, a few games back of that eighth spot. They have some nice young pieces, Buddy Heald, uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, I'm sure I'm missing a guy or two. They have a lot of young, nice pieces, but again, this is a team, this is a game the Raptors should pull out as well. I don't want any excuses, especially seeing as they'll have two days of rest in between and they're at home. So this should be another win, which moves into the second half of the back-to-back -back on Wednesday night when they visit the Indiana Pacers, who are currently in third place, I believe, in the East, which is right behind the Raptors, and they're not far off. So. Indiana has a nice core led by Ola Depot, Miles Turner, Darren Collison. They have DeMontis Sabonis coming off the bench. So this is a team you really can't play around. This is going to be a tough matchup, another tough matchup for the Raptors. This one they're going to have to lock in and really focus and really bring their A game for this one. It's, it's hard to say which way this one's going to go, but the Raptors definitely have to show their killer instinct in order to pull this one out. Alright, I'd normally lead with this, but today it's a short-handed episode, it's just me, myself, Mikey Charlie holding it down, so I'm going to end with it. The Toronto Raptors, they're not the best team in the NBA, they're second in the NBA. 33 wins, 13 losses, technically zero games behind the Milwaukee Bucks, but they're behind on percentage points. They're 7-3 in their last 10 on a one-game losing streak. But that's going to change tonight when they beat the Phoenix Suns. And hopefully Milwaukee loses sometime soon. So then Melissa can once again say the Toronto Raptors are the best team in the NBA. But they're not right now. So they need to step it up and reclaim the throne and show their dominance. That's all I'm going to say right now. You know what this is. Trap Chat Alley U, part of Trap Since 95 for fans, for better, for worse forever. I'll see you next week with Illicit. Peace. This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yeah.